We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. I want to invite your attention to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8. I'll begin reading in verse number 40. The word of the Lord reads as follows. So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. Behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitude thronged him, Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garments and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? And when all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitude throng and presses you and you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me for I perceived power going out from me. And now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. He said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Amen. Would you pray with me for a moment, Father in heaven? We thank you for this day, this occasion, this word. Bless it, Lord God, that as it is being delivered, that it would speak into our hearts and our souls, that it would draw someone, perhaps who does not know you, in the pardon of their sins, to a place, God, that they would ask, what must I do to be saved? Father, I'm praying that the word of God today might encourage someone who is discouraged, but might draw someone who's drifting. Praying that your word, God, would go out with power and authority and conviction. God, speak through these lips of clay as I yield myself as a vessel in your hand to accomplish your holy and sovereign will. Do it today. Give me clarity of speech and thought. Allow your word to penetrate, to move, to accomplish what you set it out to do. I know you will, and by faith I pray and believe it shall be accomplished. In Jesus' name, amen. In the text that we've read in your hearing, there is a little preceding story you may want to be aware of. Jesus has crossed over the river, departed from Galilee, left the multitude of people who never seemed to get enough. He's left them and gone over to Gadara, and there he meets a man who is demon-possessed. He heals the man, 
casts out the demons, and all the demons are cast into the swine. The swine then run down the hill and over the cliff, and the city comes out, even though this man who was demon-possessed, who was running through the graveyard, causing chaos in the city, has now been righted and set in his right mind and removed of the demons, and he's setting there calm and in his right mind. Even though all that has happened, the people of the city come to Jesus, and they're not happy with his ministry, and so therefore they ask him to leave. Now, my opinion of it is because he just caused all of their prophet in peak to run off the hill. But they asked Jesus to leave. And so Jesus gets back on the boat, goes right back across the river, goes back to Galilee where he had left. And when he gets there to Galilee, the multitude is still there waiting for him. And there's a man by the name of Jairus. And Jairus comes to Jesus begging and pleading with Jesus to come with him to his house. He doesn't have the same faith that one other ruler had that he says, Lord, if you just speak the word, everything will be well. But no, he says, Jesus, I need you to come with me to my house and heal my daughter who is near death. So Jesus is on his way to heal uh, Jairus's daughter. And on his way there, he collides with another woman who has an issue of blood. And it is there in the process of his ministry that he's on the way to perform that these two stories entangle themselves of a woman with an issue in blood and a man by the name of Jairus whose daughter is dying. The process of these two stories, both of which tell the story of healing by faith. I want to preach both of these stories, not both today, just one today, but I want to preach both of these stories in the process or in the midst of a series of messages I want to begin on today entitled, Let There Be Faith in God. In this book of Luke, you would think that him being a physician, he would write from the perspective of one who is writing in the New England Journal of Medicine and giving glory to man for all the great things that man has done in the healings of these people. But to the contrary, Luke writes from the perspective of Jesus being very man, even though he's very man, Luke makes no doubt and no bones about it that all the healing happens because of God. Not only in the text, but in today's life, in your life, all the healing happens because of God. As I look into this story, this woman with an issue of blood, I, I want to focus in on her story today, and I want to talk to you from the subject matter, faith to be made well. This woman with an issue of blood exhibits a faith that causes her to be made well. Faith is, according to Scripture, the substance of things hoped for, but with no evidence of being able to see it. It means I have substance of something I'm hoping for, but I don't have any evidence because I can't see it. It's having everything in your mind tell you it's already done, even though you see it ain't done yet. In this particular text, as we pick up on this story of the, the woman with the issue, it picks her story picks up in verse number 43. Verse 43, now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians... And could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garments, and immediately her flow stopped. Faith to be made well believes that God is able. You cannot experience this kind of faith until you believe he's able. 
but what does that mean to people when we say he's able? What it literally means is that he has the capability and the tools coupled with the power and position and authority to bring into existence whatever it is that we're desiring of him, he is equipped and endowed to make it happen. You got to believe he's able. Faith to be made well believes that God is able. This woman, the Bible says, has an issue of blood for 12 years. She is bleeding. She is hemorrhaging. She is losing blood outwardly. She has a discharge of blood for 12 long years, 144 months. This lady is bleeding. She's losing blood every day, but she believes that God is able to do something about it. She's going through all of this, and yet she still believes after all this time of going through this scenario of being unclean. Because according to scripture, Leviticus chapter 15 says, if you've got discharge of blood or any other thing, you ought to declare yourself unclean. So she's been unclean for 144 months. She's been unclean for 4,380 days. She's been unclean. She's had to walk around and separate herself from her family and declare everywhere she walks, she's got to holler out, unclean! unclean in other words she got to let everybody know i'm coming through because nobody wants to be contaminated with her uncleanness and so she's dealt with that for all this time this woman who has a discharge of blood for 12 years for 144 months this woman who's been dealing with this situation for 4380 days this woman who's been trying to get well she's gone to the doctor and she has been spending money along the way she didn't spend everything the question is why didn't this woman exercise her faith from the beginning the answer is because we've been taught and we keep on teaching that our first course of action is to go to the doctor and pay and not go to the lord and pray and so watch this but when you do what you've been told ought to work and it doesn't work sometimes that's the first time that your faith gets activated and your faith wakes up and says we got the trust in god Because what man cannot do, I do believe God is able to do. That's what this woman is. She's now been pressed to the place where she has to believe and trust in God. And she exercises her faith towards God. Now watch this. Verse 44 says, she came up from behind him and she touched the border of his garment. And immediately the flow of her blood was stopped. This unclean woman who has an issue of blood, who's been bleeding for 4,380 days, this unclean woman who has no business out in the crowd, she abandons everything. And she says, I don't care about the Levitical law. Lord, I've heard about a man named Jesus, and he can heal the blind, and he can make the deaf to hear, and make the lame to walk again. If I can just get to the hem of his garment, I believe by faith that I can be made well. And so she abandons all the legalities because she has no business in the street, in amongst the crowd. So she gets in the crowd. Now, you got to remember something. She's been bleeding for 12 years. 
to the best of my knowledge, at this time, there's no blood transfusion. So nobody's giving her extra blood. She's bleeding. For 12 years, she's been bleeding. In my imagination, she's very weak because when you start losing blood, you become weak. But in her weakness, her faith makes her get in the crowd and press her way through in order that she might get to Jesus because she believes he is able. A faith to be made well believes first that he is able. And it doesn't matter how long you've been dealing with what you've been dealing with, you still need to believe that God is able. And the Bible says, and when she finally pressed her way through the crowd, extended her unclean hand and touched the holy garment of a holy man of God, Jesus Christ himself, the very God in the flesh. When she touched the hem of his garment, the Bible says immediately she was made whole. She did not have to go home and take a regimen of vitamins and pills and shots. She had to do none of that. Immediately she was made whole. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm nothing against doctors. We need them. God put them on this planet. God uses them, but they are not God. And so this woman extends her hand, and she touches the hem of his garment, and immediately, because of her faith, she's made well. After she does that, Jesus says, who touched me? Nobody wouldn't confess. So his disciples, especially Peter leading off the pack, says, everybody touching you. How are you going to say, who touched me? everybody's touching you. What do you mean by who touched me? And Jesus says, no, 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 no. Someone touched me because I felt the power. I felt the virtue leaving from me. What that helps me to understand, watch this, because faith to be made well believes God is able, but faith also draws power away from God. This woman in her touch draws power away from God. What this text also tells me is that there's more than one way to touch Jesus. The crowd is touching him. Everybody's bumping into him and touching him. Everybody's thronging him. The disciples are all around and everybody's touching him, but everybody's not being made whole. But this woman who's been bleeding for 12 years presses her way through the crowd in the weakness of her body. She reaches out and she touches him with intentionality and with a faith to be made well. And immediately when she touches him with a faith to be made well, she's made well. Here's my question. How are you touching Jesus? Are you touching him just to be able to say I'm a Christian? Or are you touching him for some intentional purpose in your life? Are you touching him to be made well? Or are you touching him that you might fulfill the calling he has on your life? What are you touching him for? But faith allows her to draw from Jesus the power she needs to accomplish what she came to him for. Watch this. When I was first reading through this story, I always thought of it this way. Here's Jesus Jairus has come and says, he's begging, please, please heal my daughter. She can ready to die. This is my only child. She's 12 years old. You know, he gave the whole story. And Jesus says, okay, I'll go to your house with you. You lead the way. And here's Jesus. So he's all charged up with the power to heal Jairus' daughter. And while he's on his way, this woman with the issue of blood touches the hem of his garment and whoosh, the power went out. And so now she just stole the power from Jesus that he had in order to heal Jairus' daughter. That's the way I used to think of it. But then I had to re-look at this thing and realize, you know what? Wait a minute. She didn't take power 
that was reserved for one healing, she tapped into an unlimited source of power because our God has all power and it doesn't matter how many people touch him, he still has power. He's not depleted of his power because he is power. And so no matter how many times you need to touch him, you can touch him. No matter how many other folk have touched him, you can still reach out and touch him. Doesn't matter how many incidences and how many things that you've had to reach out in faith and touch him for, you can keep on reaching out because God doesn't lose any power. He doesn't become depleted of power, but your faith can connect you to the unlimited source of power to supply what you need. This woman reaches out and Jesus says, I felt the power flow out from me. Some power literally flew out of him in order to bless the woman. And she says, and immediately I was healed. And watch this. Faith to be made well draws power from God. Because the way in which we're going to be made well is we need the power of God in order to make us well. I can't be made well by any other source. She didn't try everything. She'd have been in every doctor. She's been everywhere. Nobody could make her well. But the power of God made her well. Watch this. So he comes to this place in verse number 47. It's faith to be made well. It believes God is able, but it draws power away from God. But watch this, verse 47 says, And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. And she declared to him in the presence of all the reason why she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. A faith to be made well believes God is able draws power from God, but also allows you to go in peace. Watch this. After touching Jesus in faith and being made well, this woman can't go in peace because there's some unresolved issues. Peter's been saying, hey, Jesus, everybody's been touching you. And Jesus says, no, somebody touched me specifically and nobody confesses. But then this woman realizes she's exposed. And so when she's exposed, guess what she does? She confesses her sin. What do you mean her sin, pastor? It was a sin for her to be in the crowd and be unclean. It was a sin for an unclean person to touch the holy garment of God. That was all sin. So she comes to Jesus trembling because as a result of her sin, she could have been killed. And as a matter of fact, in my mind, this is just in my mind, it's not in the text, but in my mind, I believe there's some other folk because remember, she had to press her way through the crowd. So some people in the crowd said, wait a minute, that's the unclean woman. How did she get here? That means she had to touch me. You got the nerve to be touching me and you unclean? You know the law. You're a Jew. You've got no business out here. So she has to confess her sin. I'm guilty. I'm the one in my uncleanness, Lord, who pressed my way through the crowd. But this is why I did it. I believe you were able to make me well. She gives her confession. And she gives her confession not only before Jesus, but the text says before everybody that was gathered there. She confesses her sin that she had touched him. And she tells everybody, this is what happened as a result. So she comes, she confesses, and Jesus watches. Jesus doesn't deal with the issue of sin. When he responds, he doesn't say, okay, three Hail Marys and, and, and you know. He doesn't even deal with the issue of sin. Jesus says, be of good cheer. Your faith has taken care of everything. Your faith has made you well. Your faith in what you've done, your faith proves that you believe I am the Messiah. 
That's what we need. Your faith in even confession proves to me that you know who I am. Your faith proves that you believed I was able to do it. Your faith drew power from me. Your faith has made you well. Not just well physically. Your faith has made you well all the way through. Your faith has made you well of sickness. Your faith has made you well of sin. Your faith has made you well of doubting who I am. And by this time, everybody's doubting whether he's Messiah or not. But she, she has clearly understood who he is. Then he says to her, go in peace. Listen to what I'm saying. Faith to be made well, believes God is able, draws power from God, but also allows you to leave in peace. Wait a minute, Pastor. Oh, that sound good. But my great, great, great grandmama, my grandmother, my mama, my daddy, he, they, were, they was a man of faith. He was a woman of faith. And she had great faith. When she got sick, she had great faith and she was praying and we were praying and God did not heal them. They died. And I say, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about your great, great grandmama dying. I'm sorry to hear about mama dying, daddy dying. I'm sorry to hear about that. But I need to remind you something. The scripture says it is appointed unto men once to die. So we going to die. And grandmama had a faith, not just that God was able to heal her physical body. But she had a faith that God was able to take her from this life and spend eternity with him in heaven. And so God has done what he said he was going to do. And her faith has made her well. It's well with her soul now. And her body, watch this, has no more sickness. No more sin. No more issues of disease. And so did God not make them well? He didn't make them well the way you wanted them to be well. Because you wanted them to stay here forever. But God says, I got a promise for them. And they've already exercised a faith that would make their whole eternity well. And then when they leave, they can leave in peace. Because Jesus says to this woman, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Her whole life has been resolved, not just her issue of blood, because there is blood that's going to be shed, that's going to open up the door for her eternal peace. But she's already exercised her faith in the one who's going to provide blood to make sure that everything is well. And for you and I, a faith that makes us well starts by believing that God is able. And I'm not just talking about being physically healed. I'm talking about being healed of your sin, sick disease, that thing called sin. I'm talking about being able to be delivered from hell and being able to be called a child of the living God. Your faith in God is what's going to make you well. It's your faith that you exercise. Watch this. And by you reaching out and extending your hands, your un clean hands to a holy God and saying, God, I just want to touch you so you can make me well. Guess what? Immediately, he'll make you well. Immediately, he'll save your soul. Immediately, he'll clean you up from the bottom to the top. Immediately, he'll declare you're my child. Immediately, you'll be made well. He'll take care of everything. Your faith takes care of everything. Your faith opens up a path this way, if I can say it this way, of peace. Because now, once I'm in him, I've got peace. Because he is. He is the Prince of Peace. 
And if I can get in him, I've got all the peace I need. Do you believe he's able to provide for you everlasting life? If you believe that, can you not even believe that he can fix your cold, heal your heart disease, heal your physical body, turn around Alzheimer's? Do you believe God is able? See, it starts with believing God is able. If I don't believe he's able, I'm not even going to reach out because God's not able. But if I believe he's able, I could be made well. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in Kingdom Building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our Spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.